Melody. I'm Roxy. And I'm Prisca. And we are the two horny Horny goes climbing the mountain of life, eating Asian American stereotypes for breakfast. This morning, Prisca made me the most simple yet delectable Did breakfast. I? No, seriously, that I've had in such a long time. It was orgasmic. Oh my god, what did we have? Tell the people what we had. Okay, so you have like this little organic egg stand by your house, right? Yeah, there's a little egg farm. They have like twenty thousand hens, Whoa. and they they feed them by hand, and they pick the eggs by hand daily. I don't know. That's like their How big selling point. Wow. I know. Pick eggs, but they serve daily. like the Inland Empire like community. People will drive like 20 30 minutes just for the eggs and honestly i went to the market this morning yeah. and like most of the eggs were like 6.99 you yeah. know up to 9.99 holy shit but like before if, if you're paying 6.99 those are like the primo primo yes. eggs yeah now this is like the basic egg is like 6.99 that's crazy it's insane how do people live i don't know but so at this egg farm a dozen extra large eggs five dollars cash what? So before that sounded kind of expensive, but now that seems like totally great this is given nothing. the inflation and egg shortage. Yeah. Also, it's like the moment that Prisca cracked Ooh. one of those eggs and it Ooh. sizzled onto the pan Ooh. and you see that plump voluptuous yolk. Oh God, that shit was sexual. Like honestly, honestly the yolk, the color of a yolk. Yeah. Like the orange yolk. Yeah. yeah. That just turns me on like oh. crazy. Like I see how thick that yolk is and I'm like, Yo. Girl, imagine that in a carbonara. Okay, please. Okay, imagine that in a tamago kake gohan. Give, you know? give that to me. <laughs> yes. Give that to me. And it just like oozed out, like slow, like kind of like, like I don't know, like a stripper coming down the pole. Like, you know what I mean? Like sexual. Yeah, like just, a really beautiful stripper that yeah. you are. You specifically are in love with. I'm in love with the stripper. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That one, that on, one. But it's, on. like, but it's like so simps. Like yeah. you cook out the perfect avocado, sliced it just as seductively this morning. I made sure it was ripe, mm-hmm. but not too ripe, but, but the perfect, ripe. Like that avocado went to grad school. Oh, right? she did. She yeah. has a master's. <laughs> yeah. She paid like $100,000 for that master's. I mean, that felt like a $100,000 avocado, honey. <laughs> It was literally the most simple, like, farmhousey breakfast, but yeah. it was delicious because of the eggs. It was almost like a vegetarian fry-up. No, that's true. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no, like, technically meat. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because you just, you also, like, uh, cut open a tomato and you yeah. braised it with, um, the, with the eggies. With the eggies. And yeah. that's, I was like, oh, this is so English of you. I know. And then it turns into, like, a jammy thing. Yes. And Roxy just spread it on toast and it was like, oh, my God. It, it was, was so, so perfect. And Ooh. that with the egg with the avocado onto, like, an open-faced sandwich. I mean, we're ready for this episode. We are so ready for this i'm like yeah. protein oh up, there we go and i have recently tr- um thank you to my friend jessica co i got into making espresso <gasps> yes okay <laughs> cool, cool. please can we talk about your i'm not very good art? yet i'm not very good yet but i finally made some i pulled some nice espresso shots yeah they didn't channel yeah. they were the right timing they hit the right ratio all of those things had a nice crema. What's a channel? So channeling's like, it's like when you don't, I don't know, when maybe 
there's like water that comes out uh-huh. errantly. Oh. Yeah. Because it's not even pressure. So it's like these little like pea spouts that go about. So that's what that I is. kept having so many channeling issues, but I got a new grinder from Italy. Wow. And uh, my friend Jessica's just been like leading the way, leading leading my journey. Y'all, this is honestly so legit because the coffee tasted like I was at Intelligentsia or Verve, honey. She wasn't bad. You could charge ten dollars for that latte. And that I you will made me this no. morning. Okay. <laughs> No, but it's so nice to save so much money because, like, it's so expensive when you go every day. It really does add up. I love my third wave coffee. Like, I love my third wave coffee shops. You know what I mean? Yeah. But my wallet cannot handle honey. You are so smart. This is what I love about us being in our (laughs) mid-30s. Right? Sometimes you got to spend $500 to save. You know what? You're you know, looking at time. the long run, honey. Big You're looking picture. at the big, 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 big picture. <laughs> yeah, because after a hundred cups of coffee, I will start earning back my money. And honestly, in this economy, five hundred dollars is like three days <laughs> yes. of drinking coffee. Exactly. You know? No. Yeah. If you get an avocado toast, like what we had today, was probably like thirty bucks at oh, first. Uh, no, no, seriously. Easily. But the <laughs> thing is, we're not even kidding. That's what's no, sad about I it. I know. Like, am I crying? Know? Am I laughing? Am I crying? I can't. <laughs> I tell. feel like we're all just breaking apart inside. But yeah. you know, it's the same thing with matcha, right? Like, oh, tell me about the matcha girl. Do you got a matcha habit? So I do have a matcha habit, but. Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna rant a little bit okay, here, tell okay? Me. Okay, tell, 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 okay, of- uh, go tease. Uh, this is a new <laughs> series called Ranting with Roxanne. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. yes. <laughs> I can totally see this being an off rant. <laughs> a new jingle. It's just me being angry all Ranting the time. Ranting with Roxanne. Uh, Ranting with Roxy angrily. You know, like it, it, it'll, it'll be so great. But like with matcha, it's like, I feel like a lot of coffee shops that don't understand matcha, they totally abuse it. Like yes. it just tastes like green milk and it Ooh. looks like green milk. You know Whoa, what I mean? Yeah. Like, you think they're not aerating it enough yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah it's like people who don't understand matcha uh-uh. making matcha lattes uh-uh. you know what i'm saying and most of them use that instant powder yeah hell and it's not no. the same with no. like sugar like because yeah. like try was like can i get the matcha unsweetened and they're like oh it comes sweetened no I'm like, what the starbucks fuck? does that what the fuck and it's so bizarre because like you know, I would like to have my matcha Americano style. Okay, just yes. With water, the way yeah, that the it's supposed, way. Yeah. supposed to be. How they be. do it in the <laughs> old country. <laughs> and the way that it's, you know, traditionally made. Yes. And then they're just like, what? What? Like, we you must always drink it as a latte. <gasps> and I go, you know, it's just kind of weird. But like, look, ceremonial grade matcha yep. is like $50. Shit. Oh, God. God, so, that just that feels like a gut punch. Yeah, and so it's like sort of the same thing, right? Yeah. It's like you invest five hundred dollars into your whole setup here, yeah. but it's like in the long run, you will save money. You will save money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's just that that first like ping to your heart where it you're hurts. looking at the price tag. Yeah. yeah. It and it's not convenient because no. there's a steep learning curve. Even with yes. matcha, like yes. you have to figure out the right ratio. You, you have, have to figure to out how the whisk it. Yeah. yeah, and then even so if that you, it froths on top. Yeah, yeah. and then if you want to do the latte, I know you said americano, but if you do, you have to learn how to how to uh, steam your milk properly, mm-hmm. get that vortex going, mm-hmm. get that micro foam, honey. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a whole thing. Okay, look at you, Marissa okay. expert. <laughs> Seven James Hoffman videos later, and I'm like an expert. <laughs> you are an <laughs> expert, not, but everyone go and watch James. Hoffman because he's a British dude who yeah. like wins all these like barista challenges or whatever and he does a great educational series on YouTube. I'm so proud of you because like I was you know Prisca and I were talking this morning and we're just like how we're sort of like the Jackies of all trades. Jackies of all trades? <laughs> and like yeah. as Capricorns it's like when we die yeah. we will have a resume slash CV of 
Yes. A hundred pages. Yes. One hundred. Yeah. It's kind of like Michelle Yeoh and everything everywhere all at once, which by the way, big winner. Um, But she kind of does everything in that movie. And I feel like that's like us. It's It's very relatable content. Sure. It's like, and goatees, let us know, like, would you rather be an expert at one thing or a master of none? Oh, that's the quest. That's the quest. Because I think I used to be really upset at myself for not being a master of anything. But now the more I lean into who I am, I'm like, okay, she's going to be good at, she's going to be moderately good at a number of things. Yeah. She's going to have a moderate amount of information about a great breadth of things. Like, is it good to be versatile? But like, or like, but I remember like when I was younger, especially being Asian, right? like, um, you're parents really want to coin you as a prodigy in yes, something in something they yes. want to know like what you have a gift at really early <gasps> in life that's so true yeah yeah. Uh, yeah any little inkling of 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 you moving towards something what was like, your prodigy uh what i think they just wanted me to do really well in school like they really oh. wanted me to skip grades because i like Learned my alphabet really early. Mm-hmm. I learned it. You said so the grade. Yeah, you were just really smart. No, I was, and I think their friends' kids were skipping all these grades, so they felt like to keep oh. up with the Joneses that um they were like, well, we have a smart kid, so she should be able to skip a grade too. And they really, really pursued that. Like, like my mom still is attached to the idea that I'm really smart, and it's like you oh. are really smart. But I, I think I was just like average you know what i mean i was a good kid and i tried hard and i people pleased yes you know so i'm not really i'm 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 not i'm not not smart but i'm not above average in that way especially developmentally i was just really eager to please and i think they kind of conflated the two yeah that's interesting because it's like uh, uh, like knowing you when you were younger and like you doing gymnastics you learning music and like all of this and being being you know a pastor's kid like i felt like me knowing you it's like you chose to excel at literally everything so that you're a prodigy in all things right but like mellowing out we're just like jackie of all trades yes you know Uh, just just, a little bit it's fine yeah like i can do a handstand that's That's awesome i've never done a handstand (laughs) in my life what's it like Uh, it's um balancing um but what did your parents push you towards what was the prodigy roxy the prodigy roxy was roxy was just a fucking mess in Uh, elementary school (laughs) and she was really wild and crazy but violin violin yeah was um they i caught on really quickly and then then they invested in those private lessons that did not serve me in the way that i want to learn because it's like ballet it's like yeah so precise like classical music yeah yeah yeah, you yeah, know. yeah it's like precision right and Form. like intonation yeah right? phrasing blah 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 yes scales wow and, like, and i just didn't i want to be messy i want to play close to the bridge yes. i wanted to experiment with sound expression yeah expressionist but that goes yes <laughs> but it goes totally against yeah. like what, what they, they yeah wanted you know you know and what's interesting is um i was like literally talking to my life coach this week and i was realizing you know being children of immigrants especially eight from asian countries um maybe back in whatever historic times like in in whatever village we were in we might have we might have taken up different occupations and different roles in society Mm. you know okay as women it's a little tough you know because maybe we were like hiding upstairs with our bound feet but (laughs) just for the sake of you know talking about society like we probably would have fulfilled different roles in, in in society but we come here to this country and all Asian kids from all different villages, mm. from all different, like, you know, maybe uh, strengths. And our parents want to push us towards one role in society, which yes. is like, which is excellence, which is doctoral, which is 
highly educated. You know what I mean? Um, which they're it was channeling. Law. Yes, they're, they're channeling. <laughs> like they want us to go into these very solidified professions, but they may not have matched what we were would have like fulfilled in society had we stayed back in exactly that's why like i always sort of wondered what it would be like if my parents chose to never leave taiwan yes like i'm just just trying to think of like nature versus nurture right who i am inherently and what's actually molded (gasps) right i don't see that yeah i guess that's something definitely we can spend an entire episode exploring yeah an episode will title sliding doors honestly <laughs> speaking of everything everywhere all, all at, at once, once i know that this epi is probably coming out weeks after the fact but what just happened last night Priska? a big winner big winner never let nobody tell you that you're past your prime sister. never let anybody tell you you're past your fucking i cried the entire fucking night yeah it was okay where were we where did we see it okay set the stage okay so our our frenzical one of our best frenzicals sheldy who is listening to this three years from now because he's still on uh season Season two two. (laughs) (laughs) um he threw the most amazing oscar party at his house yeah he has this giant projector with a Bose sound system it's like movie house quality literally movie house quality invited a bunch of his friends yeah we caught up with a lot of old friends yeah there was a spread there was tin fish honey tin fish honey you know the yes. newest thing but always has been around thing like we tin like fish. hogged that tin fish smoked oysters we dude. downed that entire yeah. picchio pepper yeah. oyster oh my business. god so good it was and it was a room of dps and other film people <laughs> yeah but everyone kept like criticizing the camera work <laughs> especially for the lady gaga oh my performance god. that was crazy that i think was that was hilarious. so comical the entire time we're all just like yeah is, They're is like, why, why such a wide like, lens blah. why such a wide lens it's like is that a zoom? Is that a zoom? <laughs> how far does zoom? Uh, how far is the camera person from her? <laughs> yeah, um, it's just hilarious. Yeah, it was really funny. But it's nice to be with a bunch of film people watching the Oscars. You it's know? true. It's true because I feel like everyone had a little tidbit of information on yes. all the movies. You know yes. what I mean? Like, oh well, I talked to a PA that worked on that, or oh, the producer on that <laughs> talked to me with lunch last week, and like they said, and we're like, ooh, tea, ooh, tea. Tell me the tea. Yeah, give me the tea. It's it's awesome, but I think like. I was just okay. First of all, it was like the best Oscars night to have happened. Yeah, yeah. In a while, Oscars so Asian. You know what I mean? Oscars so Asian. So much representation. Asian excellence. Yeah. Can we hear it for everybody? Thank you. Black excellence, Asian excellence. Let's give it to our peoples. And I love the emotional acknowledgement that just is was pouring out last night. Yeah. It felt like everyone was giving speeches about things that mattered outside of the industry. Yeah. It was like really talking about like the partners that they went through the pandemic with. Like it I was know. really like um, like the Daniels. The Daniels were sharing about like you are nothing without your context. Yeah. You know, oh, and I, I know. feel like we're so much They're more so grounded sweet. as a society. Maybe like one of the Daniels was thinking all of his school teachers. That was and, amazing. Like, maybe, I was just like. That was, I mean, give it up for the school teachers. You give know? it up for the school teachers. Yeah, exactly. Like, really, truly. Exactly. That's so, that just was beautiful. so fucking sweet. But anyways, we're just thriving. I slept over at Prisca's place last yes. night, you know, and because Sheldy was in Alhambra. And yes. then, like, we just, you know, just hang out in Chino and then record a potty episode, yes, uh, you know, which I'm very excited about the topic today. I know that I've been fucking seeding this forever. Yes. This episode was Roxy's idea. And it's something that she's been ruminating on a lot. So, Rox, like, tell us what we're going today. 
say. Okay, I know the word accountability isn't the most sexiest Ooh, I'm word. I'm sorry, did you just say the A word? <laughs> Does Okay, first of all, what does that word mean to you when you hear I feel it? like Barb in HR is emailing me. It sounds a very corporate word, accountability. right? It's yes. like, make sure you're accountable for your department. Yes. Know what your role is. That is not what we're talking about. We're not doing any work. Well, maybe it has like something to do with like workplace culture and if it plays in your life. However, I'm just talking about accountability for yourself as an individual and how it affects your life in the short and long term. And um, this kind of goes off as like a part two of our inner voice episode from earlier this season. Wait, connect those dots for me. Okay, so defining accountability for personal growth. Okay. Yeah. So defining Defining out what it means to me personally starts with the word integrity. Okay. Right? Because integrity stems from being fully transparent and honest mm-hmm. with yourself. Mm-hmm. So, so long, I feel like I lived my life unhappily. Oh, Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm a happy person. Sure, but, sure, sure. For example, there's a lot of resentment that comes out. Like like re- like resentment with my mom, resentment with my the people I've dated, resentment yeah. in where I am, my career, resentment with like look, this yeah. is not foreign to all of us. Sure. We've all experienced it. Resentment yes. with money, resentment with our weight, our health. Yes. But do you feel like you had to mask that resentment, especially in front of those people people that you just listed? Right. And then and then and then it kind of gets attached to pride and ego and like mm. trying to parade this sort of image that yeah. you're you're better than where you honestly are and right. how it projects onto other people. So the reason why I'm bringing this topic up yeah. is because, look, Prisca and I are advocates of personal growth. That's why sure. we have this podcast. Yeah. And we personally have this podcast to keep each other accountable as well. Ah, uh, yeah, you know what that's I'm saying? true. Because once we say it and the goatees hear it, like we're not going to, we can't back down on that. You, you and know? I are accountability yeah. partners, whether yes. or not you realize it or not. No, you no, know? absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then so it's like this actually seeps into who we are and our identity mm-hmm. as we continue to move through life. So I think this has been really transparent to me recently as a lot of people from my past has started showing up in my life again, Uh like years and years and years ago. Popping up like daisies. Yes. Yes. Like, multiple times a week like people i haven't seen in like years the people that i were like was like really close to like platonically and romantically right and what's what's like kind of standing out to you as you're seeing these people from your past change okay and um and i think this has a lot to do with um how much out of alignment I mm. am now with these people and it's oh. not from the lack of love mm-hmm. it's from a growth of self-awareness, but it comes from taking steps and being accountable, right? So I'm going to get into that, but okay. But defining it, what it means to me is stemming off of integrity. So like really living yourself, living with yourself in terms of your thoughts, words, and actions, mm. making sure they're consistent with one another, right? Right. Commitment is one thing, but mm-hmm. accountability is vital to sustaining long-term success, right? Mm-hmm. And mastering one's inner critic. <laughs> Which you and I have. Yep. Yep. And I see that this is an extension of our episode about our inner voices because the inner critic is one of the inner voices. Yours was loud and clear when you were younger, right? It soups loud. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. I also had, I mean, I had a ton of different voices, yeah. you know? Yeah. But I wasn't being really accountable for my actions. I see. So, like, basically, it's like, 
I'm just going to lay this again. This is a very general conversation, okay. y'all. I know that this is different for everybody's specific experiences. Okay. But for example, victims, right? Or not even victims, but people who choose to victimize themselves over and over again. Yeah, which is a huge issue in our country, in our discourse as a country right now. A hundred, right? I'm just going to use an example. I'm just going to okay. say dating. Okay. Okay. Talk to me. Do you know, you have friends or yeah. people that you know that just say, oh God, like this person was so shitty, you know? Yes. And then this next person, God, he was awful too. Mm. And then I just can't find, you know, a good man. Right. Right. Yeah. And then why does this keep happening to me? Ooh, oh, okay, okay. It's like, yeah, the universe is doing something to me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, why do I have all this bad luck? I'm a good person. Right. If you go throughout your day and everyone's an asshole, maybe you got to check who the asshole is. Yes. But, but that's hard. It's really hard. That's hard for, yeah. for, you know, and, and look, it's like older generations, like my mom's generation, they move through their entire life without right. taking, or even acknowledging their own accountability, mm. right? Because what Joseph thought me, I'm yeah. just that unlucky. Yeah. You yeah. know, I was forced into this. I had no choice. Wow. So you're not taking responsibility and accountability for how you got somewhere and exactly. what's happening to you in your life. So the difference with accountability from responsibility, because we know it's like, oh, you're responsible for this one thing you sure. committed yourself to. Accountability means taking ownership no matter what the result ends ah, up being. Ah, I see. No matter what the no results. No matter what the results are. Yes. So if it fails, you're accountable for okay. it. If, if you it succeeds, succeeds, you're accountable for that so, too. Right. So what is the difference between accountability and the inner critic? Like what is, what, how do we differentiate between mm -hmm. the two? You mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. because I feel like I've definitely been through times in my life where I'm feeling really high or I'm feeling really low and I'm either like r really like egotistical yeah, or I'm just really hard on myself. But right. accountability sounds like she's somewhere in the middle of these. Yeah. Accountability yeah. also mixes in with um the self-care and nurture. Mm -hmm. So again, it's, it's about befriending that inner critic Ooh. because the way that everything else works around you doesn't yeah. mean it works for you. I see. I see. I see. I so, see. So accountability means you must take ownership over the way you know yourself. Uh -huh. Right. And design discipline in a way that it right. works for you. Like right. some people, some extroverts, yeah. God bless them, could work endlessly. Like my friend, David Magdale, yeah. you know, he, he just travels every single day. He's like, I don't know how old go, he go, is. Go. He's like almost 70. Yeah. I don't know. But he just never stops. Okay. And he lives off of it. He right. thrives off. He yes. gets like three hours a night. Good for him. Yeah. I can't do that. I can't do that. No. Like, but in the past, my inner critic would be like, look at him. He has so much energy. Like, are you just like lazy? And oh, like yeah. Like you're comparing yourself to him. Yes. Yeah. And yes. you're like, your uh whatever you're missing is an is a negation instead of just a state of being exactly i see so it's like first episode we okay. we talked about inner you know the inner voice and how to change the way you speak to yourself yes accountability is about okay now that i'm understanding who yeah. i am let me confront the ways and reflect yes about in what ways i've been complicit or revisit hard Ooh. situations in the past yes where I can actually set short-term and long-term goals mm -hmm. into... To improve. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. It seems like accountability in some ways is having kind of like a neutral moral police inside of you. Yes. And it's not it's not judge, it's not jury, but yes. it's just like kind of a neutral positioning where it's like, okay, you are 
you're doing good in this. Mm-hmm. This is a good positive thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But even in this good positive situation, these are some ways in, in which you could have can improve even further. Yes. It's right. like uh, also I uh, um, recommended atomic habits. Right. right. So it's like, um, for example, fitness and body image. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, oh, we talked about this before. Where in the past, it used to be like, oh, if you ran six miles today. Yeah. If you don't run six miles tomorrow, like you're a piece of shit. Right. Right. Totally. But for me, it's like, oh, like like combining what I've learned from atomic habits into this topic today. It's like, look, if you don't want to get on the mat, at least get on the mat for 10 minutes to do stretches. Sure. That you did something. Yes. That is you being accountable. Uh, Even if you're not meeting yourself 100% because realistically yeah. you can. Yeah. It's like you are accountable. So then this goes back into the whole victim mindset that I want to discuss okay. as well. And maybe you can add on to this. Yeah, talk to me about that. Because, look, it's like, it's like trauma happens to us. Yes. We're we don't control where we were born. Mm-mm. We don't control our circumstances mm-hmm. and where we were born. Mm-hmm. But we are accountable for how we deal with that. Respond to it. Got yeah. it. Yes. React, respond to it. Exist yes. in it. Yeah. So uh, you've changed a lot, Prisca. Sure. You've definitely evolved like in, in the most magnificent ways. <laughs> Thank you. You yeah. know, um, did you ever have awareness of when this switch sort of happened? When instead of lashing at yourself, mm-hmm. you start to actually say, let's take a pause. Yeah. And um, let's reframe everything by like, being more accountable. Yeah, I definitely, I I feel like I had some really key people in my life. My mm-hmm. friend Austin being one of them. And I think I've brought him up before. But I remember we would talk about things and I definitely had kind of like a victim mentality Mm. and it was like well this isn't happening I'm not succeeding in music because I'm Asian or like I'm not succeeding because like you know other other people are just like shinier and prettier than me so poor me you know um and he was like that's an excuse you know that's not a real reason Mm. you know and it's like even though they might be true that being my full personality and my full outlook and and everything that's happening seemed to uh, be happening at me or Mm. against me Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and so I definitely had that mentality and it was really unhealthy and I also found friends at that level at that age who would co-sign we would co-sign each other's victim mentality (gasps) right 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 um and I think him giving me a really harsh talking to one day because he was like I think you're very talented I think you're a great person but like you're you're making excuses and you're 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 treating yourself like a victim you know Mm. and he had like a very harsh like direct talk to me and it was really uncomfortable because i i had grown so accustomed to existing in the world like that yeah and but that was i think a big wake-up call to start reframing things and start starting to realize exactly like how how you are removing your own autonomy when you do that yes you know and you're removing your own uh agency yes and so for all for good and bad like you have to be ready and prepared to hold all of those values together yeah you know How, how about you what was like a moment of reframing it's weird because um yeah i mean god I used to play the victim a lot too. Mm. And, um, you know, it's just so hard being, you know, Mm -hmm. a filmmaker, you know, sort of the same inner dialogue that I was telling myself, everything's an uphill battle. Right. Like I'm pushing up this a hundred K boulder, you know, up a hill and I don't know when it's going to crush me. Like everything is so hard. Woe is me. Mm. But then like now listening back to that, I was Mm -hmm. like, holy shit, that is so tied with insecurity. And it's also tied with ego. Yes. 
Yeah. It's weird how ego masquerades as that. It does, especially because growing up like as Asian immigrants, I think we become really good at false humility or or humility, mm-hmm. but then it's really just false humility is always just covering a, a huge ego. Yes. And and pride. Yes. Yeah. And even though culturally we're humble, it, I, I, like you forget how much ego is actually hidden inside of that. Yes, mm-hmm. that is so it's like I just want more acknowledgement. Yeah. I just want more things. I want more outside validation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But then but then there's also that imposter syndrome that's yes. like tied with it because inside of your heart, yeah. you fucking know yeah. that you're not being accountable. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like sooner or later mm-hmm. you're gonna have to come to jesus moment or like a reckoning yeah. where you must face yourself and be like okay i know that there is something here that i'm yeah. not that i'm deeply avoiding yeah because because you know what's I, funny yeah uh, i know we're gonna mention it in our unsolicited picks but chain can dunk is yeah. all about accountability yeah that is a full-on, full-ass movie Whoa. about accountability. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, we'll it's going to be our unsolicited pick later. Right? Like, we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. we'll talk about it. Um, but go stream it. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk so, about okay. it. Yeah. <laughs> We're excited about it. Um, yeah, but it's so true. It's just like in this kind of insidious way that's not often discussed. It's mm. like you have pride yeah. and you have ego tied mm-hmm. up in this sense of like, I am where I am yeah. because of this situation. This difficulty. This difficulty. Yeah. And, and, and your difficulty somehow is worse than other people's your luck like i realize people who move through life like this and you know as they get older they probably the longer they deflect right and not confront themselves in this situation the more bitter they get okay okay so what is one of the first steps then that you took to start to become more accountable sadly Mm. i don't think it's something that i willed myself to confront i honestly think it is through the people around me that started shifting oh do you know what i mean yes i don't think this is something that i just said to myself i'm like girl look at yourself in the mirror Mm -hmm. girl like you know Mm -hmm. i was deflecting a lot Mm. i was like in false bravado yeah. I'm hot shit yeah you know I'm amazing yeah blah, blah, blah. but it felt so false and that's so interesting because I think at that age or even it's not even always age at that maturity level you find people that are similar feathers to you you yes. know you find people that also you attract that thankfully you had friends that that were not co-signing that. No, exactly. You know? It's like it's like I had some older friends that were going to therapy. Oh. You know, I think, and then you were you were you met Abe. Yeah, you know, and then like uh, I met Jaw. Yeah, and all of these people, and you know, we slowly start to influence each other. Yeah, because you are who you spend the most time with. Yes. right. And then I start to see a shift in the people around me, and wow. I'm just like, wait a wait. second. I'm now not, I'm out of place. I'm not perfect. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And I think. I really need to face that. Yeah. And even as you're saying that, I I feel that I had some older, more mature friends, I think, at those times. And there were moments now that I'm realizing they had to let go of me as a friend because I wasn't on their level. You know, I was still in my place of like victim blaming and and needing a lot of approval, needing a lot of validation, um, fishing for compliments every three seconds. Yeah. Others. Competitive. Totally. Not actually having good intentions, but then masking it as good intentions. Yes. Painting myself as a saint, like the whole ran the gamut. And I had older friends that were like, I 
care about you and they would speak into my life or, you know, tell, you know, tell me certain things, call me out for certain things. But they had to move away from me because I, I wasn't prepared to be and I friends also with didn't them. understand what they meant when they said like only unhappy people project unhappy things onto others and i'm Ooh. like what does that mean right i'm like i'm human i'm yeah and I then get, you get defensive yeah i get really defensive yeah. i get easily defensive yeah I, and, you know and then people like you know my parents or my family who don't understand this they're just like you're just too sensitive so they brush it off yeah and then you just start to dive deeper into resentment and bitterness then it becomes cyclical yeah, yeah. because you're just like I'm doing all these things. Yeah. How come it's not working? Yeah. Something must be against me. Yeah. Everything is against me. Everything's against yeah, me. Yeah. It's yeah. like no one understands me. Then Ooh. you understand like all that lashing out, all that shit, you know, like all the reasons why I couldn't find happy relationships or mm -hmm. like whatever, or even happy friendships. Yeah. You but know? you become the negativity, but yes. you're unable to recognize it. Yeah. The source is you. You're the source that's causing these issues. Yes. It's yeah. like, and it's, it, it seeps into every aspect of your life. It seeps into your, your daily work. Yeah. You know, all of this stuff. So it's like accountability is sort of like that really not fun. Not fun. At the beginning. That's why it's HR. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's literally, it is HR. It is it's HR. Not fun. It's it necessary. It's, it's not like fun. literally to sit down with a counselor yeah and be like let's talk some real yes. shit yes you yes. know and i need you to hear it yeah and you need to be ready to receive it without snapping back yeah in defense so, okay so what is it because you know i think a lot of what we talk about on this podcast mm -hmm. is like self-love learning to love yourself how does accountability play into that because it sounds like they're di they're they're almost opposites but they're not so so yeah. talk to me about that it's like self-love is a discipline, isn't it, Prisca? Sure. Yeah. Yes. It sure is. Because it's hard to, you can't just say, I love myself one day and yeah. then like, and then you Expect stop that saying to work. It. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't work. So it is a form of discipline. Like self-love isn't just spa days yeah. or like all this other stuff that's like surface level. It's like really that harsh inner critic inside and being like, okay, but that neutrality thing you're talking about yeah. is so fucking true. Right. The same thing with body positivity, right? Yeah. Body neutrality. It's like, yeah. this is just the way things are. Right. This is just like what, like, is this what you believe? Okay. Right. You know? So, but how does accountability play mm. into self-love? Because I think, mm -hmm. I think actually accountability is under the umbrella of self-love, mm -hmm. you know? So how does that what is the relationship there? Because I, I feel like you've really, I feel like it is kind of like the next Pokemon evolution. Yes. You know, so self learning, just general self-love is level one. And then things like accountability are part of that next evolution. So That's how does that? true. Oh, yeah. So, so self-love, right? The mm -hmm. very first thing. And, and, you know, sometimes like, I feel like that term is so fucking broad. Like sure. it can mean something different for everybody. Yeah. But I think the real root of that. And it's ugly because it doesn't feel fun and fuzzy like the mm. word love does is honesty. You know what I mean? Knowing like, thyself. Knowing thyself. And also knowing it's like we talked about being toxic in the past. Yeah. In previous episodes and previous seasons. Like, yeah, I think when Prisca first brought that up in, you know, previous episodes, I almost. I don't think I was ready to hear that either. Like huh. it was hard for me to, to think about me possibly being toxic to others. Cause in my head, wow. I never want to acknowledge that. I always yeah. want to think Roxy's the best. Like yeah. I worked so hard to become this person. Like mm -hmm. how could I possibly harm other people? Yeah. How can I possibly hurt others? Right. 
how can I hurt my mom? Because she's the one who did this to me. Like yeah. I tried my best in all my relationships. Mm-hmm. How could I possibly mm-hmm. be the one that's wrong? And I'll go you one further. I think because you love your friends so much, how could they do anything wrong? So yeah. you're not actually, you're not holding yourself accountable. And in a lot of ways, you're not holding your friends accountable. Exactly. That's the habit. Exactly. Exactly. And it's where you needed to get. Going from like having a super harsh inner critic, going from being really hard on yourself, uh, being like prideful, egotistical to knowing who you were, loving yourself. uh, But then you had to evolve from there to find accountability. Yeah. And it's like going back into old journal entries Mm -hmm. and the way that I used to write about situations Hmm. like because through journaling, you could see how you used to talk to yourself. Um, you could, you could, you could feel the way you you speak about yeah. yourself and how that changes. And like for me, like realizing that how I treated people wasn't great. You yeah. know, like it was selfish. It was motivated by ego. Okay. And like you know, to my friends that I used to, you know, it's like we're we're trying to shed generational trauma right so it's like what we know from like what i learned from my mom love her (laughs) every time but it's like i would treat my partners like that using cold shouldering right Mm. like like that was that's something i acknowledge it was hard for me to do that when i started being accountable for that but that it's jaw that holds me accountable to that (gasps) you know because the fights that we have like early in our relationship yeah he was like what did i do to deserve that right okay let's get specific yeah so let's go back to unhealthy roxy and let's talk about like specifically in your relationships you were not seeing that you could potentially be toxic yes and everything that was wrong or not quite right was because of your partner what did that look like okay so for example i did not know what it meant when you know there's a psychology term or or a phrase that says that if you're chasing unavailable people yeah it means you are also emotionally unavailable (gasps) oh wow i don't know i didn't know what that meant at that time yeah because i was just like what are you talking about like you just kept finding emotionally unavailable people yeah and i was like i thought i was emotionally available i'm like i'm single yeah i'm looking for a partner yeah i'm emotionally i share my emotions yeah i share my emotions but but my my problem is Mm -hmm. i i feel like i'm vulnerable Mm. but i'm not Mm mm-hmm I yeah. always hold my cards close yes. to my chest. That's 100. No, being friends with you for a very long time, that is 100 percent true. See my accountability partner. Yeah. See, she tells it like it is. She mm-hmm. doesn't tell me. She doesn't like. You I'm know, not like you no, don't, you don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, you would yeah. never say that. Like yeah. th- this is why it's great to also. We'll talk about accountability partners yeah. later on. But it's like because you gave you give off the impression that yeah. you're super open and super vulnerable, but like you actually in intimacy, I don't. You don't. Yeah. And, um, and I refrain and mm-hmm. that's my way of retracting mm-hmm. my love and power. Mm-hmm. Like if I feel like something's off, mm-hmm. I don't, conf- I don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't confront the issue. I'm not open no. about it. Yeah. I'm just like, I just shut down. Yeah. And then it comes back in some sort of like, I need to talk about this now because yeah. this is really pissing me off. Right. Right. But then like, it's interesting because you you are able to elicit very vulnerable sharing from other people back when you were young. You made people, you knew how to talk to them and give off the vibe of like, you can share anything with me, mm-hmm. but then you would gather information, but mm-hmm. you actually didn't share anything exactly. back. Yeah. You just made them feel like you yeah. had this exchange. Yeah. 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 Oh, damn. Yeah. And that's a way to self, you know, that's self-protection. Yeah. And I felt like with jaw, he was really the first person that knew the language in which to confront me 
Wow. Like he doesn't come back in anger. He doesn't sure. come back in mirroring yep. my my cold shouldering. Mm. He's very straightforward and he's just like, I feel yeah. this, this, and this. Yeah. And I don't understand what I did to deserve that. Oh <gasps> wow. And he's like, What did I do to deserve this kind of behavior from you? Okay. And you know, between the two of you, Jaw's a little younger, right? He's yeah. a little few years younger. Yeah. And you, and when you guys met, you were already we were about to start the podcast. Yeah. Like you were already in what like almost your final form. You like you had done so much growing. You had you you know, you <laughs> had this standing in the in, in the community, all these things. Yeah. How did it feel in that moment to hear those things? It's hard. <sighs> it's really hard. I've never had anybody confront me like that. Wow. It takes a lot of courage to stand up to me. Yeah. Especially in intimate situations. Like, you know, my partners, oh gosh, like, you know, they are, I, I do prefer softer people. Yeah. You know, because I'm so hard. <laughs> but like, uh, but like, you know, no one has ever really had the courage to really talk to me like that. Right. And he, he doesn't, you know, he knows he's not, I don't know. There's something in jaw where he's just like, I'm not going to lose this. I'm not going to let you bully me. I'm not going to yeah. let you like, he's very centered. He's very centered, very aware of like, who he is. Seriously. And yeah. he just like, and then that like really woke me up. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's standing in front of him naked. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. Like you can be physically naked, but then you can also be like emotionally, spiritually naked. And that yeah. was like you naked. Yes. And he is so gentle and sweet. Yeah. But he was angry. Wow. Because he's like, I don't know what I did to deserve this from you. Yes. And yeah. that's when I heard him and yeah. I said, you didn't deserve this. Right. And how long have I been operating yeah. under this behavior for the longest time without really questioning wow. why people deserve this type of behavior from me that I didn't even check myself, that I didn't even stop Shit. myself, wow. that I wasn't even accountable for my words, mm. that I let those swords just like fly out right. and hurt you. And you're like, well, why are you hurting me? <laughs> you know, yeah. why are you doing that to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so yeah, because that's the type of exchange yeah. I would have with my mom when things get really bad. Right. It's always just like, then why are you hurting me? Right. You know, like you are doing this to hurt me now. Like I'm more hurt than ever. And it's just, doesn't yeah. ever lead anywhere. So wow. you, because you want to avoid that confrontation, you just avoid talking about how you're feeling at all. I'm like, I'm still sitting in this image of you throwing swords around. And yeah. then you're like, why is everyone distant from me? Yeah. And then, you know, and they're sliced and diced a little. You and then, know? babe, the, the, the corresponding dialogue is no one will ever love me. Wow. I'm unlovable. Yes. No one will ever. I'm undeserving No one will love. ever love me unconditionally. Because look, because look at the proof. Look at the litany of people that have walked away from me. Victimhood. Mm -hmm. Damn. Roxy, this is some, honestly, this is like radical honesty right here. Like, this is some difficult shit to share. Oh, yeah. That's why I wanted to talk about this topic. Fucking A. Because I think that, like, when I first started this practice yeah. of being truly accountable with accountability partners like Jaw and you and, yeah. you know, my friends, it's like... It was really hard. Yes. You know, yeah. but I also want to say that on the other side of it, yes. it gets easier. It, yeah, it gets easier. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like acknowledging when you're wrong. Right. Acknowledging that you don't know everything. That's all part of self-acceptance is knowing your uh -huh. good side and your bad sides. Yeah. And then 
I, I mean, good and bad is like a difficult morality to it, but you're what actions and what propensities you have that need improvement. It's good to be aware of that because otherwise you're always going to be unbalanced. And yeah. how you see yourself. Yeah. Well, Rox, you have been so honest. I, I feel like we're going to dig into this so much more. But we're going to take a little breaky break. Breaky break. We are holding space for, for just all the things that Roxy shared. If you need to pause this and take a little breather, <laughs> please do. Because this is heavy. Oh, is it? I don't know. And it's I feel, honest. But it's also, like, relieving to talk about. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I, I don't ever think it's heavy. I think it's just I want to share it so much because I just wish I knew that it was okay. Yes. You know? Like... I, and, and hopefully go cheese. It's like, if you have anything to share, right please share, with, yeah, please share your stories about being accountable with us because I, I just see people around me who continue to not hold themselves accountable mm. and how miserable they are. Yeah. You know? Well, write to us at hello at twohornygoats.com. We're going to come back. We're going to keep, we're staying, staying in this lane and yeah. we're going to go a little further, a little deeper, a little deeper. <laughs> we'll be right back. If you're ever nodding along while listening to Two Horny Goats, we we totally get that we might not always agree on everything, but we're aimed at approaching each conversation with as much safety, balance, and compassion as we can. If you're enjoying this pod, please share it with a friend. Share it over lunch. Share it while you're in the car together. Share it when you don't want to talk. Just listen to us so that we completely infiltrate your mind, body, and soul. We love you. Spread the good word. Stay horny. I've always been a thick girl, mm -hmm. right? I think I think this is in my genetic makeup. Mm -hmm. Because I've never been skinny, I had to constantly apologize for taking up space. Hi, Goatees. Thanks for tuning in. Last season, we did an episode about fat phobia and binge eating. If you haven't heard it yet, this is a great one to play during your commute this week. And if I'm being completely honest with you all, I had friends, I've seen memes, I've seen it in TV shows where people are like, yeah, I turned to food for comfort. I never understood it until I got Ashland and I started to turn to food for comfort. It was the only pleasure center in my brain that I knew how to fire up. In all our years of friendship, these were things we never talked about because we either didn't know how to start the conversation or we just didn't feel comfortable sharing yet. And then Shit. my mom used to do this thing. Everything that I ate, she would observe, she would monitor. Mm. And I remembered um, sometimes she'll let me chew the food but spit it out. So I, at least I could taste it. Now that I really think back on it, it was a terrible time. We hope you take a listen. Head to twohornygoats.com slash episodes slash fatphobia to listen now. Or find the episode on Spotify and iTunes. Okay, now back to the show. And we're back. Woo! How was that? I... I am honestly so inspired and I think all the goatees would agree with me. I'm I'm inspired by your radical honesty because it's so difficult to really parse out your weaknesses, especially when it comes to relationships, because uh, it's so tenuous. You know? I have a lot of pride. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's, I, hear that. I have a lot. And, you know, you're actually one of the first people who inspired me. 
really? to become more accountable. Huh. You are. Shit. Because there's something like I always admire your ability to be like, you say something mm-hmm. and then you would say following afterwards. But I don't know that for sure. Oh, okay. And then uh-huh. and then another thing you would say is you you will never like hesitate to apologize mm-hmm. if you thought you were wrong. Sometimes mm-hmm. you apologize too much. Over, over, you apologize, over, but, right. you, but since but sincerely, yeah. Like if you feel like you fucked up, yeah. You make really intentional effort mm-hmm. to vocalize that, and that was so hard, and it still is, yeah. Very hard for me, yeah, to genuinely do that. It's really uncomfortable. When did you first develop this skill? So you know, I, again, I feel like you and I do. We always come from like slightly different sides of personal issues. Yeah. Cause we're different, you know? I think I over apologize because my mom never wanted us to ever not take responsibility. Oh, yeah. You, even for stuff that you're not responsible even for? If I would share with her something, it would always be, well, what could have you done different? What could you have done differently? Mm. What could you have? Yada, yada, yada. Mm. So that was my background. So I'm coming from at any time I'm feeling righteous in something and like righteous anger, I immediately detract because I'm like, well, what could I have done better? Mm. And, and I think there's positive things to that. And I know my mom like didn't want us to be spoiled. She wanted us to constantly be aware but it also makes it so um, it's difficult for me to like feel righteous anger and to um, to really exist in the world with autonomy and strength. Mm-hmm. You know, those are things that I'm currently learning oh. how to step into a space. Wow. And this is how we influence each other. So you inspired me because it's like, well, if Roxy can literally walk into a room and like be herself and like you know what i mean and just like change the environment then why can't i why am i always uh, afraid to assert because i'm always afraid to annoy to bother so i would say my need for accountability was a little more insidious Mm. because i generally uh, oh i'm so sorry i'm sorry Uh, you know if i'm wrong yeah Mm. and, and even in personal friendships i'm like or, okay, let's talk, like, for Abe and I, um, I'll just immediately apologize. But I'm not even, like, listening to what he's saying or fully understanding what he's upset at. I'm just like, I- I'm so sorry. I fucked up. It I feels like an auto-response yeah. instead of really processing yes. what the situation is. And actually, I think in those moments, it's good to, I think what he wanted and I think what is healthy is to dialogue. So instead of just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I fucked up. I fucked up. You're not actually creating a system of apology. You're just mm. blanket apologizing. Blanket apologizing. Yeah. Yes. And 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 I I, you know, I I was bullied growing up. So I have developed a very sneaky habit of just like you don't want to you don't want to victim blame, but I've been the recipient of bullying. Yeah. That I know how to make whoever I'm with a bully do you know what it's kind of it's kind of weird and it really would tick abe off and it's funny that both of us are with mental health professionals you know (laughs) but it would piss him off and i didn't understand it and i'd be like why are you getting so mad at me i'm sorry i fucked up i fucked up oh my god yeah you know you've taken that on that positioning and he's like you're always making me the asshole because i don't know exactly what i would say and do even but i just knew how to make bullies out of the people that i was around 
And then I could get other people on my side. And I would do this in dating. I would do this in, you know, friendships. All of a sudden, like, if there's some imbalance, I would know how to, like, I would, I would almost, like, lay down like a possum and play dead. And if they would pick up my body and throw it because they assumed I was dead, I'd be like, see, look what they did. Look what they did to me. I am a victim, you know? I would do these very subtle things that would get people on my side that would turn whoever I was with or or, or against into a bully. Basically, it's manipulation. It is. But yeah. it was so subtle. It's very subtle. Yeah, no, but I see this happen in a lot of relationships. Okay. Like, where where um I would see a couple fight. Okay, okay. You know, and then, and then the usually the guy what usually the guy would say okay well i'm sorry all right i'm sorry right. but it's not sincere yeah. it's literally just to throw into between them to yeah. like defuse the bomb yes and the guy doesn't want to deal with it because right. he's like i have no capacity of handling whatever she's doing at me because it's bullshit and i don't want to listen right. right so i'm just gonna throw this in right now let's see if she'll take it i'll throw this little like one dollar cheeseburger when she's yes. asking for like this twelve dollar burger like yeah i i just i'm just gonna just keep it up yes right, right. So it's not being accountable because you're not you're, you're not, not really taking it in. No, yeah. you're not. Well, in that situation, you you just want to take care of the problem and the problem is that she's mad at you. You don't actually want to dig down and see why in, in what capacity you're accountable for exactly. the problem. You just want to get rid of the problem that she's mad at you. But there's so many people who will do whatever it takes to avoid the discomfort of conflict. Yes. Yeah. With themselves even too. Yeah. Because I think even with Abe and I, I'm such a and, and, and this was an issue in my friendships, too. And I couldn't understand why all my friendships were like this. But with Abe and I, I am such a people pleaser that when I'm doing things for him, I'm doing them for me to please him. Mm-hmm. But I'm not actually listening to what he needs. Yes. And they're two separate things. So I'm doing a ton of things. And then like you talked about, there's a certain amount of resentment that comes with that. Because I'm like, I'm, 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 you know. Overextending yourself. Yes. I'm using a lot of energy. I'm I'm putting so much thought. I'm putting so much care and all this. And, and, and you couldn't give two shits about it. But the thing is, I wasn't listening to what he needed. Girl, I've been there too. Right? Yeah. And, and so what was, what was that wake up moment for you when you were kind of deep in that? (laughs) i work with a lot of clients in tarot okay and this is also i'm just so grateful that you and i get to do this in life because and that i get the privilege of being able to listen to people's issues Mm -hmm. and one client recently was um has this really on and off relationship with her girlfriend Mm. and um she's just like oh yeah, like she doesn't want me to do this. She doesn't want me to do that. But it's not normal that she right. doesn't want that. Like, Oh, like, normal. What? Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. It, but, but it's like, that's not normal. Like I would want to do this. I yeah. would want to do that. Yeah. And I'm just like, do you hear yourself? Mm. She already stated what she likes and what she doesn't want. Mm-hmm. And you continue to, to, you know, just overstep her boundaries right. by forcing her yeah. into what you want. Yeah. You know, which you claim is normal, but for her isn't. It's not. And she's know? literally communicating to you. Exactly. What she, it, what's normal for her. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. I can't tell you what you want to hear, mm-hmm. but you're not taking accountability for yourself. Yeah. 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 That's a really big, and that's interesting that you get to hear all of these relationship issues and you're like, oh, like yeah. having these little epiphanies yeah. as you're hearing it. Yeah, about because them. then you think about you. 
Yeah. So it's like, I, I don't know if I have one moment, but I feel like I am continuously mm-hmm. having moments in life where it will unlock another part of my past yeah. where I would almost like I'm watching the scene from right. a third person perspective and yeah. I'm watching it play out where in that moment, that Roxy felt mm. justified in her actions. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Felt justified in her selfishness. Got right. It. Mm-hmm. self felt self-righteous in her self-righteousness and now that i'm older and wiser and i'm more willing to listen Mm -hmm. and i'm more willing to sit with that discomfort and i observe the scene in front of me Mm -hmm. that i'm continuing to crack open what i need to be accountable for Mm -hmm. and and also it gets easier like Mm -hmm. i said it's like um all of this is is under the umbrella of self-care and knowing your boundaries right like here (laughs) i thought about you when i put down this this point but you know in the master class series they were talking about accountability and a point is like about accountability is having to learn to pull back from over committing oh ouch <laughs> okay i i didn't expect a bus to hit me okay and is that what like, we're going to i know i was like, like i saw this in here and i was like i just want to flag this to prisca and see how yeah. she feels about that because uh-huh. you wouldn't think that no but it actually is one of the points of master class when discussing this topic oh how do you think that plays yeah i oh I, I, uh, hi, I'm Priscilla and I'm a overcommitment holic. <laughs> you know, I think like what we're talking about, ego was one of the biggest things, mm. um, and pride. Um, and it's such a, again, I'm so churched as a kid that all my direct ego and pride issues have been managed out. But, if they're not actually worked on, they'll find their way out in different ways, right? Like I managed out the key indicators of ego and pride, but but it was never like actually worked on. Mm. It was just managed out mm-hmm. by my by my rearing um, and <laughs> rear. Uh, <laughs> um, but because of that, I realized like I had this very egotistical prideful conceit that people needed me Mm. and I wanted I actually created an environment where I had to be needed Mm -hmm. so even something as small as I dog sat for like 10 years Mm -hmm. there was no need for me to do that except that one when I was working for dog vacay I felt oh I will take the dogs that no one else will take for the company It's going to be, I'm going to sacrifice, martyr myself and watch Mm. these dogs that have cancer, that need to go to the vet every day, that need injections, that need whatever. I will take it on because nobody else will be able to. Oh, fuck. And then when the owners, anytime they needed someone, I wanted to still be the one that they needed. I created an environment in which I was necessary. And then because I knew I was necessary, I couldn't say no to it. So I have, I probably undercut my career a shit ton because there's been so many gigs and events I've had to leave directly after to go take care of a dog. Oh my God. You know, this is exactly looping back to what you said earlier about the ego in humility. Uh Uh-huh. 
I false am humility m- m- martyring myself yeah. for the needs of the collective but I am the center of the nucleus because yes. I am needed by I am all. needed whoa so it's actually validating and feeding a part of me it but but it seems real nice you know yeah. seems it's all on paper I'm I'm good to go wow and this is I think what Christianity did to me is it created this uh weird dynamic of like if I'm going to heaven tomorrow on paper, St. Paul's going to be like, yep, you're in, bitch. But like in actuality, I had a lot of rotten stuff inside of me, but nobody could speak to it directly because it was hidden by all these like, wow, Priscilla is so nice. That's crazy because like accountability is like being responsible, yeah. right? But personal accountability yeah, means knowing and accepting that you can't be all those things. No. And it's it's being open to it's being open to like you said earlier, it's being open to where you have to recognize your icky humanity. Mm. We all have a piece of icky humanity. We do. A lot of us are rotten and gross inside. Yes. And that is honestly, that's okay. That's our nature. Yes. That's you know it's called being human. Yeah. We're human. It's like by, yeah, it's literally just installed programming in us, right? But then it's like what you do with it. Do you mask it or do you put shine light on it and get some antibacterial and like clean it away? Do you put shelves in so that you can line everything up better? Or do you just put it in your basement and hope no one sees it? You know, there. so and I feel like that's what accountability is. It's shining a light on these things of ourselves that are really uncomfortable to look at that maybe we've hidden in a basement for years. Like, I feel like the pe- the reason why people do not want to open that door to the basement mm-hmm. of accountability is because we don't we're struggling so much with our insecurity yeah, and we don't want people to see that. But I remembered like when I first made movies and my first feature, yeah, every bad review would cripple me. (sighs) Fuck. Yeah. You know, it was like when you create music, like I remember, I think I talked to you when we were really young and I was just like, but what do you do if like someone doesn't like your song? Right. What if some, what if someone's going to comment on it and say that it's bad? Yeah. You know? And Ironically, the thing is, if you open that door to face those demons, you actually gain this like incredible self-resilient armor Mm. of self-confidence. Yeah. Like it's, of course, married to this bigger topic we're talking about, Mm. which is, of course, about trusting yourself because you're holding yourself accountable. You're being honest with yourself. Yes. And you're building these fundamental building blocks of your own moral and ethical code to move through in life. You know, as you're saying this, it's like you go from being an ostrich who's just sticking their head in the sand because you don't want to see what's chasing you. You don't want to see the the danger. Yes. You're just like, you know what? I'm going to put my head in the sand. And actually that creates more fear. That creates a lack of awareness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it it doesn't actually help you get out of the problem. Yes, exactly. And also you'll encounter the same shit over and over again in life. And you're like, why do I keep getting eaten? And it's like, well, you're not... You're not move. You're not solving the problem. Exactly. You're just hiding. You're avoiding. You're hiding. It. You're yeah. avoiding it. And yeah. look, listen, y'all. I know that 
this conversation probably is a little bit different than our usual like you're amazing you know empower yourself affirmations and like younger like loving your inner child yes all those things yeah but we also need to acknowledge the darkness we do you know because that's the only way you can have darkness without light yeah you have to nurture the darkness yes exactly and 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 you know i think i want to ask you like so we've talked about when we realized we needed accountability mm-hmm. and who who made you recognize it, Jaw for you, friends and, and Abe for me, um, what then steps did you personally take from that realization point? Because I think this is this is a tough thing. And we like I don't hear a ton of conversations about it. But what I do hear is on Instagram, people are like, you got to take accountability, accountability, you got to take accountability. Yeah, it's just thrown around. Yeah. Yeah. What, what are some practical things? Like, what are things that you did to walk towards that? Personally, Mm -hmm. and this is just my life. Mm -hmm. um, I choose to live alone. Okay. Okay. And I think when I live alone, I'm less distracted and less surrounded by love them enablers <laughs> you know for example it's like trying to drink less you know yeah. like trying to um be fitter or like have a healthier lifestyle and like be more focused at work um being more gentle about not overworking all of these things and you know for me my inner voice and my path right now is about me trusting myself the most. So my intuition and where my life is leading me is to spend as much time alone Mm -hmm. as possible. So this way it's like, Every time I meet someone, like, look, my friends, my circles, hell the fuck yeah. Yeah. Like, everyone is being accountable for their own shit. Yeah. And we're kind of bouncing that off of each yeah. other. Like, unbeknownst to us, mm-hmm. Prisca, you and I keep each other accountable in every single conversation that we have. hundred percent. Yeah. And Jaw does that, too, with me. Mm-hmm. You know, if he disagrees with me, he'll be like, mm, hold mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, I don't like it when you react like that. And he goes... <laughs> He goes, he goes, but I just disagree with you, you know? And he's like, I know it's uncomfortable, but it ain't wrong. Yeah. yeah, And I'm like, but you love me unconditionally. Right. (laughs) But, but, but it's like, I'm getting better about sitting with people who disagree. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I uh, recently met with this actor who I hope to have in my next movie and he is amazing. And Mm. he said, um, (laughs) Just try not to brag here. He's like talking to you is like talking to one of the masters. Oh, wow. And I go, why is that? And he goes, because when I make a suggestion, you know, it's not about you and it's not affecting your ego. He goes, you're willing to listen and truly apply it to what could. And that's the only the way film. to approach greatness. Yes. Yeah. And it's like it's like suddenly when you are more accountable, when you create this yep. discipline for yourself, nothing can really bring you down. Yeah. Like. Yeah, it, it, it's like hard ass work. Yes. But you are definitely I'm like exponentially yeah. happier. Yeah. And I let things just fall off my shoulders. Like sometimes it may I right. may let things like startle me and like, you know, set me off center for just a little bit. I come back mm-hmm. faster than ever because you're not porous anymore. No, you know, no, no, no. Hell the fuck. No. Yeah. I if I absorb as a sponge, mm-hmm. I'm going to squeeze it out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean. Yeah, for sure. So I, I just feel, and again, you know, the the thing about accountability partners, like, mm-hmm. make sure you have one if you're being really intentional about yeah. something. Like, if you're like, I want to lose the weight, okay, who's your accountability, who's your accountability? partner yeah. for that? Yeah, and I, I think obviously we're accountability partners, but I think my best one is probably my sister Rose. Oh, because tell me about that. You know, I, 
I love my friends and I, I obviously I love Abe, but they they I don't know if it's something I've cultivated, but I have so many people that just love me, you know? Yeah. Which is great. And I love it. And yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Rose loves me, but she knows me. Yes. <laughs> she She's been with you. She knows forever. the dirt. Yeah. yeah. And I'm I'm I try to be as honest about my dirt and my negative sides, but I have a habit of painting myself positively i have a habit of again creating that all, dynamic babe, right we all, tr- we all do right that. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but it's yeah it, it's just like it's weird to be good at that it's weird to be good at that you know to be good at not even saying good things about yourself but creating a narrative in which at the end of it they think wow she's really a good person yeah <laughs> that's scary yeah 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 yeah, that's yeah, scary. yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. curatorial yeah, yeah yeah you know yeah, what i mean yeah, 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 but yeah. rose knows me she knows what must my, my farts smell like? Like, you know, <laughs> she knows how insecure I was. She knows how people pleasy I was. And in fact, she loves me despite not always like like liking everything of about course, me, you know, yeah. but she'll tell me like it is. If I'm being an idiot, she'll tell me like it is. If she's being an idiot, I'll tell her like it is, you know, and but she still loves me. But she will not ever sing my praises. You know, it's kind of like, um, oh, it's like uh, Michael Scott in in the office yeah like he shits on pam and then she walks away and then he's like i think she's the best person i've ever i've ever known and they're like why wouldn't you say that to her why wouldn't you say that to her face that's kind of like me and rose like she will not sing my praises but then we appreciate that about each other i I mean i'll sing her praises i think she's like the coolest person ever but (laughs) it's like but she will tell me how it is and then that helps me have a mirror into who i actually am and what i need to work on you know yeah that's so true i yeah. still feel like um i think it's hard because i still have that ego i mean we we all do we're human we're you human know? and i'm really proud of who i am yeah today but still it's like when i sit with my accountability partners whether it's a friend yeah. or you know my boyfriend and something comes up and then they're just like you are like that and i'm like god is there Ooh, just more shit to work I on know. but it's so great because now, when I hear that, it doesn't make me feel my stomach doesn't, you know, squeeze up. Yeah, yes. it doesn't. I don't feel my heart breaking. I don't mm. feel, you know, d- like d- like defensive. Yeah, like Roxy, you're a piece of shit. Like, yes. I don't hear any of that anymore. And this is getting to that point where it's neutral. It's yes. a neutral, neutral police. It's just telling you, okay, this is, these are good things about you. And these are things you need to work on. But exactly. it's not, it's not, it's not passing judgment. Yes. And that's a different thing. You yes. know what I mean? It's just checking. It's keeping things in check. Keeping things in check. Yeah. You know? So anyways, I know that I've been blabbing about this topic for like forever and ever and I ever I love now. it. I know. I Like, was this anything what you expected? Because I was like... Kind of. But yeah. like, you know, there's a lot of layers to this. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to feel good. This is not about feeling good. This is like literally like in order to maintain your health, you have to exercise. And the first few days are very uncomfortable and they're awful yeah. they're they're horrible like yeah. i remember not d- working out and then going to a yoga class and i was like everything hurts yeah everything hurts and i feel like an idiot in class you know i feel uh, and then day three i'm still i'm still having trouble tying my shoes you know but then after a couple weeks after a couple months it becomes habitual and it becomes something you feel like, oh, I couldn't live without this. It becomes a part of your identity. Yeah. And also being accountable becomes part of your identity. Yeah. Having integrity becomes part of your identity. Right. Like, it's like, 
you become so strong yeah. in the radical honesty that you have with yourself yeah. and the discipline and commitment you make to yourself, to yourself that it doesn't matter what happens. Right. You know, cause it's like, same thing. It's like, you know, the Oscars happened last night. And when I was, you know, I'm, I'm teaching students now. And, you know, when you're a film student, your short film is the world. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> they wanted to make, you know, when I made my first feature, I'm like, it has to make Sundance or mm-hmm. when my career is over. No, it yeah. doesn't have. It's really not that, you no. know, like it's part of your progress and part of your journey. Right. You do your best mm-hmm. and let it be, mm-hmm. you know, but like. It, to put yourself and your ego at the front of center beyond anything rational yeah, makes no sense. Like, I'm grateful every day that, obviously, when I was younger, I really wanted to be successful. But I'm grateful every day that I didn't because I, I, I don't know what monster it would have turned me into. No, you know? I don't. I don't. I mean, I want to have a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. And I do want, like, my work to speak for itself. Yeah. And to reach where it needs to. Fame is not attractive to me. Mm-hmm. It's I thought I wanted that, too. Mm -hmm. But that was married with the external validation that I was seeking Mm -hmm. before I started becoming accountable for myself and and valuing yourself, you know, and that's so interesting because like I feel like right now we're talking about realizations that we could only have had through being accountability uh, through being accountable for ourselves. You know, these are realizations that you can unlock when you're accountable to yourself. And I would say some practical things that I remember doing when I was first going through this process. Mm-hmm. And I would say marriage really upped the ante oh, for I'm needing sure. to be accountable. Yeah, yeah. tell me. A um, couple practical things is like when you have a knee-jerk reaction, when you are reacting mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. moment, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to use that time to pause. Use that moment to pause and check in with, am I doing what I always do? And how can I even if it's uncomfortable because this this is the reaction I'm having, how can I redirect that? How can I take a deep breath and move through this uncomfortable moment, um, pushing myself to not follow the instincts I typically follow? Yeah, because it's like um, that pause is so important. Right? The, because just a pause. Anytime when I used to react with emotion, I always regret it. Uh-huh. Because that's coming from my ego side, right? Yes. And then, and then when you take that pause and your and even you your words, you have to be accountable for your words. Yes. It's not just your actions, no. right? And is it aligning with the identity that you are creating right. for yourself? Yeah. Would this version of you say that? Yeah. Yeah. Would the version of you react like that and hurt that yeah. person? And it's you know? really honestly, guys, like it's really hard in person. I would say that gets more advanced. For What's sure. great is text learning to not be reactionary in text is maybe like the first step oh you know? yeah because i'll write a text and i'll delete it and i'll sit and i'll think because i might but it may, sometimes it's good to i often recommend my friends if they're angry write it out write it out use those thumbs write it out and then leave it for mm-hmm. a day maybe i usually use my like notes app or whatever mm-hmm. i write it out i'll leave it for an hour a day whatever i need and I'll reread it again and usually like 
it's not what I actually wanted to say. You know, actually, a CEO once told me this advice as okay. well. Yeah. I was like, oh, I get really triggered by this email uh-huh. and I just want to re- like respond immediately. Yes. And I used to do that because yeah. I want to shut it down quickly. Right. right. But then he was like, and he's super successful. Mm-hmm. And he's like one of the most zen people I've ever met. <laughs> and he's just like, Roxy, if you read a triggering email, mm-hmm. leave it alone. Yeah. And he goes, don't respond until you could read that email without emotionally reacting to yeah. it. When you feel nothing. When it's neutral, when it's neutral, you can respond. And then you're going to be more effective in your communication because it's not clouded by anger and not clouded by this like irrationality. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Abe is actually a really good accountability partner for me in that in that he if I get a text after 10 p.m., he's like. There's no need to respond to it tonight. Yeah. You and I are kind of trigger happy people. We are. So it takes a greater practice for yes. us yeah it's harder for us back. Yeah. yeah for me i was just like i always but it also came with that people pleasing mm-hmm. thing where it's just like i need to solve this right now yep. i need to resolve this right now yes i can't go to bed like this yeah because what if they don't like me yeah what if they're mad at me yeah Do you think they're mad at me oh my like, god oh, oh my god, my god. oh my fucking god that could god. be a whole nother episode that's a whole nother episode being afraid girl. that other people are mad at you Woo! Um, that's how i live my life that was a scary time. But yes, we will have another epi for yes. that. That was a great... Yeah, so watch out for that yeah. episode. We're going to commit to that episode. But for now, watch out for... <laughs> that came out of nowhere. That came out literally well, out of nowhere. Usually you expect a train. Yeah. But the train didn't come it didn't today. Come. It, just it just slammed. Came, <laughs> slammed. Slammed. Like... Like... <gasps> chain Okay, so Prisca and I both have a yes. collective unsolicited pick, pick today. So my friend Jingyi Xiao um, direct, written, wrote and directed an incredible movie called Chain Conduct that's now available on Disney+. Plus. You better go stream that shit. Prisca was my date when I, we yes, went to uh, his friends and family screening. <laughs> um, Prisca, what are your thoughts? Um, you know, I just kept thinking, I wish this movie existed when I was a teenager. Yes. I wish it existed. And, and and not even just, maybe it wasn't even speaking directly to us, but I wish the men in my life had it when they were in their teens. Totally, you know? 100%. Because, yeah, I, I think being an Asian man is really difficult in mm-hmm. this, you know, I, there's, you know, we talked about it in our masculinity episode, being an Asian man being constantly emasculated by society is difficult it's exhausting okay Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i feel like this was really empowering in that and i personally think this is probably the best disney original live action movie since like high school musical or like model behavior you know that was so long ago literally 20 years ago yes like since there's been a movie that's original ip this this heartfelt this layered and honestly like I think, you know, obviously the movie ends up being kind of formulaic because it's still a Disney movie. Fine. But it was some of the best like immigrant and immigrant child uh, dialogue and and scene work that I've ever seen. Oh, my God. Honestly. The script is so well written. Yeah. And like, look, like Jingy wrote this script during the pandemic, mm-hmm. like in 2020. It made the blacklist. That's so crazy. It's just Wait, like, tell, tell the goatees what the blacklist Okay, means. the blacklist. OK, OK. For those she, of you who aren't in the film industry. Like, oh, that's bad. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> it's not bad. It's actually a list every year. The You know, the industry would come up with the blacklist, which is the top 10, like mm-hmm. best unproduced scripts, Woo. you know, of the year. 
and Chunkin Dunk was one of them before and then Disney found out so they bought it yeah and they picked it up and then they produced the movie and all of this happened super quickly like wow. you know he made this and then within two years of writing the script like it's it's now out you yeah. know and um I'm just so proud of him you know yeah. Jing is like seriously one of the most amazing people yes I've met and his heart is so big and you could just really feel it yeah in his writing and in his direction and in his films and um please go support this movie y'all we need the views okay yes, yeah so like we could continue to make like different stories yes let our- disney know through yeah. our through our eyeballs yeah to where they should put their dollar because it's so important and uh like so it's like gold open like yeah let's, gold like, open let's go get that yeah, yeah i really wish they had a theatrical run like, i know i, I know like I, know. It's, I feel like it's so fucking good and i was just crying the whole time you know <laughs> i just I, it's always i'm always crying when i like celebrate my friend's success like i'm always crying at yeah. Prisca's shows like even when it's when she's just like dancing to like you know electronic you know like high b like party song and i'm just like but this movie has like it was very nostalgic in its structure. So oh, yeah. it was very like karate music. kid. Like, you, you know, the music was very nostalgic. Drumline. Drum yeah. like, like, if you like those movies, this is in line with, in step with that, you yes. know? And uh, it features an Asian American boy who wants to dunk a basketball. And, you know, and there's a lot of reasons around it. Um, but his journey to, to doing that is very metaphorical for a lot of the things that we go through in our lives. You and know? also it's like, the movie doesn't really end up I know you said it's like formulaic to a point but it doesn't turn out the way you it's not cookie cutter yeah Yeah. so I really admire that and I just think it's so good let's celebrate Jing Jing we love you you know um just keep your eyeballs on him keep your eyeballs on him because he's going to be doing big things yes and you're right you think it's just a movie about uh accomplishing something (laughs) but it's actually about accountability yes boom boom no spoilers boom bitch no spoilies but it's about accountability. I mean, speaking of, yeah, like I, I, I feel like I've been on this high of yes. celebrating my community. Yeah. Because then um, my individual unsolicited yes. pick is a Christina Wong's Sweatshop Overlord. Christina Wong, for those who don't know, will now know. Yes. Christina is an amazing performance artist, Ugh. comedian, writer, actress. Ugh. You know, she created the viral, you know, story that made national news about the anti-sewing squat, aka ass, what? during the ass. pandemic. <laughs> And, um, you know, I had a chance to catch her performance at the Kirk Douglas Theater before mm. and in a run yesterday. Oh, damn and it. it's just so amazing to watch how this one woman galvanized a whole community online on Facebook. Shit. Bunch of aunties, That's you know, insane. just sewing bits and pieces of their clothing wow. to help those in need where the government wasn't able to provide support Oops. for the country with masks. Bear, 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 bear. And it, it, it's just wild because, like, I went, it's a one woman show, it's 90 minutes. And Christina like gave a trigger warning at the top of the show was mm. like I'm going to take you back to the year 2020 and and did we travel back to the year Not 2020 so comfy. I mean the year of 20 I feel like I forgot so much of it like we blinked it out yeah yeah like I remembered a pandemic like that's what I think about in my head right now yeah. but we forgot about you know rbg dying we forgot about the atlanta well i don't know it's not that i forgot it's just that it's not something that comes up obviously nowadays in specific conversation george floyd Mm -hmm. right brianna taylor the january 6th riots Mm -hmm. 
a litany of horrific events. Trump versus Biden. Yeah. I am convinced that we stepped into a different universe when we came out of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, but I think this show is on the darling list to hopefully go to Broadway. Yeah. So it's a hot pick to, uh, if it goes to Broadway, definitely go see it. It's directed by Che Yu, who, um, little shout out, also directed Cambodian rock band. <laughs> Keep it in the <laughs> family. We um, love this. We love. And Che Yu is just honestly, uh, like, I think he's so good at carving out what the story is and then creating like beautiful beautiful the staging the show was deeply moving it was Ugh. like funny it was chaotic it Ugh. was it's just everything christina is if, yes. if y'all like want to go online and like look at her she's a fucking genius she is all of it she's all of it and um and it was so deeply moving and tragic too mm. and like all the people who died yeah all the people community people who died as well and so I think like celebrating my community, celebrating these voices as we move out of the pandemic, celebrating what happened at the Oscars last mm -hmm, night, you know, mm -hmm. it's I think tides are truly changing. Yeah. You yeah. Know? But this is not the time to let up. No, this is not the time to let up. So we've proven representation matters. Let's continue. This is not a time to get relaxed, to unclench your butthole. Keep mm -hmm. that butthole nice and tight. Yeah, nice yeah. and tight. Be accountable yes. for your butthole. Yes, let's keep it moving forward. <laughs> and what about you, my love? My little picky pick. So right now, Cambodian Rock Band is in Berkeley, California. It's at the Berkeley Rep. Okay, okay. But where's it going next? But then it's going to go to D.C. Okay. And then it's going to go to Seattle. And then it'll come to L.A. Yeah! So I'll keep you guys abreast of all the things. But while I was in Berkeley, mm -hmm. we went to this Thai restaurant called Im Thai, mm. right on University, and it was fantastic. We got duck noodle soup; it was so good. And um, the other, the next two nights later, I went with a guy who's Thai, and he ordered in Thai, and like literally ordered things that I was like, that wasn't on the menu, like you know. And things just kept coming out of the kitchen. And like flying to our table, and they were delicious. Everything. Oh, was delicious. that's how you know that's the authentic menu. That's the authentic off the menu menu. Everything was so good. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I'm go and try hungry. that. And pretty well priced, honestly. I'm getting hungry. Okay, I we're gonna wait. go eat. We're gonna go eat. We're gonna go um, eat. But goatees, we are going to have a little mid-season break. Little mid-season break. Yeah. Just um, I think we're gonna. It's like spring break. Spring breakers. Yeah. We are really proud of ourselves because yes. we have been pumping out material Just all beep, season. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, but mamas need a little break. We have a lot more coming at you, but we got to live some life. We got to make, we got to improve our friendship and our accountability on yes. each other. Yeah, because we don't want to overcommit. Yeah, we yeah. don't want to overcommit. <laughs> so we'll see you in a couple of weeks. We will keep you abreast. Abreast of everything, all right? Yes, but for now, go follow us on social media. Respond to us. Write to us at hello at Two Horny Goats. We will be around. Send us voice notes. Send us donations. If you feel kind of got a little extra change. Just burning a hole in your pocket. In this crazy ass inflation, we need to buy $10 eggs. Eggs. $10 eggs. Eggs. <laughs> $10 eggs. <laughs> we Just really go on over. <laughs> we will sing for our supper. <laughs> that being said, have some horny weeks. <laughs> our lovely goatees. And remember, stay horny. Crying in the taxi. He don't want to know me. Says he made the big mistake of dancing in my store. Says it was poison So I guess I'll go home Into the arms
dreams of the girl that I love The only love I haven't screwed up She's so hard to please But she's a forced fire I do my best to meet her demands Playing romance, we slow dance In the living room But all that a stranger would see Is one girl swaying alone Stroking her cheek And they say You're a little much for me You're a liability You're a little much for me So they pull back Make other plans I understand I'm a liability Get you Tricks don't work anymore And then they are bored of me I know it's exciting running through the night But every perfect summer's eating me alive Until you're gone Better is hosted by Roxy and Prisca. Music by Abraham Kim. Artwork by Connie N. Please visit us at twohornygoats.com. Have thoughts or questions for us? Email us at hello at twohornygoats.com. Okay, bye! <laughs> we're so unhinged. <laughs> we're so unhinged. It's okay because we're accountable for it. We are accountable off-hinged people. Bow, 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 bow. Bow, bow, bow.